0: Hey, Claire, wanna talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. (laughs) When you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic addiction. We've got some wrecks if you care to listen. (laughs)
1: Me too.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah. Well, my only roller derby experience is I had a surprise West Coast bachelorette party, which, unfortunately, you weren't on the West Coast when I had that bachelorette party, so you were on my East Coast bachelorette party. Yeah. But at my West Coast one, uh, they took me to a roller derby, and it's just like so fun because they're they're they are really feminine like it's all like makeup and costumes and colors and glitter but it's also like being competitive and aggressive um so it's just like this awesome blend of femininity but like in this kind of competitive and aggressive arena and it was so fun like they gave us sashes um i forget exactly what they said um but I remember one of the coolest parts, besides the names, which is probably my favorite part. Oh, and a lot of people had like thigh tattoos, like upper thigh tattoos and like yeah. really, really short shorts to show them off, which like I'm fairly certain I'm going to get an upper thigh tattoo someday in my life and Same. do that exact look. For sure. Yes. Well, I love, it. <laughs> I love that. That is such a fun way to show off your upper thigh tattoos. But I remember um, in the program, they advertised a person who would do face painting, but it was like a black eye and it was just $1 and I really wanted to do it, but I couldn't find the person. So <laughs> I never got the the $1 black eye, but we did take like press pictures with them and everything. And it was so And they were so excited we were there and just I have no negative uh, connections with roller derby at all. I have exclusively just like fun, positive connections
1: to it. I agree. I mean, I've never gone to a roller derby uh, bout, I guess it's called. Um, (laughs) But I really want to. um, And it makes me think of actually a quote from the book that we're going to read today that I really liked that it was, I can't remember it exactly off the top of my head, but it was like she, the main character Tina was saying she loves roller derby because um, it's a sport where like women's bodies aren't for decoration. Every different body type has its own advantage in roller derby. Like it's not just, you know, for really skinny people or even like people who are traditionally consider themselves athletic. Like, Mm -hmm. there's different advantages for every body type and it's just like a super body positive environment and it's just dope and I love anything where women are like really fucking tough, you know, like I wish I could do roller derby because it seems amazing. Oh, I that was so beautifully said. I just
0: completely agree with everything. I have definitely considered der- doing ro- roller derby before. I feel like the last time I seriously considered it, I also did not have any health insurance. And so I was yeah. like mm,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Maybe this is not I, the, I the really path. like I've I've thought about it in the past too just because it seemed so like such an awesome Like you'd meet so many amazing women, I assume. And, um, but yeah, I'm really scared of getting hurt because I have bad health insurance. And also like, I do really find that over 30, my body does not heal the way that it used to.
0: (laughs) True. I do have more aches and pains, but I'll be honest. I haven't completely let go of the idea that someday I'll try roller derby. Because I feel like it's a thing you could do like for a year or two and just have that experience. And like,
1: I feel like I'm this person. I agree. I see you doing it. Like, honestly, I definitely see you doing it. I was fishing for that
0: compliment, so thanks for taking the bait.
1: (laughs) I'm also just, like, definitely not much of a team person, to be honest. Like, any, the only sports I can think of that I've ever done are, like, horseback riding. Like, horseback riding was my big thing. And I just like things where I do it myself. (laughs) But if I were ever going to be on a team, I think I'd want it to be a roller derby team because... Hell yeah. It's pretty awesome. Well, if I ever join a roller derby team and then have to get
0: an upper thigh tattoo, then do you want to get a matching upper thigh tattoo with
1: me to support my roller derbyness? hundred percent, I would do that. It would be awesome. All right, <laughs> let's make a date for it. Yes, all right, a we're doing date. it <laughs> someday once quarantine is over. <laughs> <laughs> <someday>. <laughs> well,
0: um, then I am ready for a foreplay question, which is, and I've been looking forward to this foreplay question for a long but, time, <laughs> for a long time, but what would your roller derby name be? Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? <sighs> Really tough call. I'm happy going first. If you want, sure. If you want to go right. for it. All right. All, right. All right. I feel like it was one of those moments where, as soon as I decided it, I was like, "This is definitely it," and I don't need to be percolating about this anymore. My roller derby name is Blow Yuda Bits. Blow Yuda Bits. <sighs> Ms. Bits, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it sounds like aggressive but fun but also I can just like practically since my name is Blythe I feel like I could really I would really respond to blow really easily (laughs) over time but then I also like like Ms. Bits. (laughs)
1: That's dope I love it I loved in this book like how they would always call them by whatever their roller derby name was like Yes. Tina, they call her hoochie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah. yeah. All right. So mine, I had a few different ideas because I was trying to think of something horror related because horror is like my thing. Right. So yeah. I had a few th- like, um, let me see. I had like four different ideas, but I'm pretty sure my I know my favorite. So... I had Sydney Pummels a lot, like Sydney Prescott. Um, I had I, love it. I had Sally Hard and Nasty, which is Sally Hardesty from Ooh. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I thought that sounded really porny. <laughs> which isn't necessarily bad. Right. But go ahead. But so the one that I ended up liking the best was Ellen Ripley. You know, like Ellen Ripley from Alien? Yeah. Ellen Ripley.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. Especially since Ellen Ripley is like in a sea of really great horror women characters that you've really highlighted in other elements of your life, specifically your poetry book. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Ellen Ripley really stands out as just like
1: like a badass through and through i agree i feel like she's one of the like ultimate mothers of final girls so she's pretty dope Mm -hmm. i would love to channel that yeah
0: yeah i think that hell yeah let's let's do it (laughs) i'm so ready i'm ready to just march out of my house and Throw on some roller skates and start practicing because I would need to practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have never even used roller skates or maybe just a couple of times because I was like a blade and fool myself. I was
1: going to say, if they used roller blades in mm-hmm. this sport, I would be so much more inclined to do it because I used to be obsessed with rollerblading, blading. Mm-hmm. And I think I would still probably be good at it. But roller skating honestly seems harder. I Well, definitely, because to turn, you have to, like, move your feet over themselves. Yes, and that seems really hard.
0: Yeah, so I think that roller skating is a more skilled
1: sport I than love, rollerblading. Though I love roller skates. Like,
0: <laughs> I I've, love the look of yeah, them. Yeah,
1: I've seen, like, such cool ones. I, yeah. Being a roller derby girl just seems like the ultimate ex- aesthetic to me
0: yeah well I think that this has gone a long way in showing why we've picked the book that we picked even though I feel like only half of it was the roller derby even though I mean that was obviously an extremely amazing draw and also the cover of the book and how cool it looked like for the roller derby it had like a cool retro look all of that was really a great draw, but i feel like there's even so much more to this book than just roller derby really for sure well
1: so we should probably say the name of the book now (laughs) i agree (laughs) (laughs) um so it's roller girl a lake lovelace novel by vanessa north um and it's the third one and i think i looked it up last night and i think it at least so far it ends with this book. I didn't see anyone's after it, but I could be wrong. Well, you definitely don't need to
0: read the first two books before you read this one. Mm. I didn't, the reason we picked it was my, uh, sister-in-law bought it at the ripped bodice that we call out all the time from Culver city. Mm. Um, and, uh, she really loved it her girlfriend really loved it and so i asked to borrow it we still haven't returned it i'll get that back to you jen (laughs) yeah i'm looking at it right now it's in very
1: good condition still
0: (laughs) (laughs) all of the scuffs are purposeful
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i was looking at the the two previous books which i didn't even realize are like about So the main character in this book is Tina, who is a trans woman who used to be a professional wakeboarder before she transitioned. Mm -hmm. And so the first two books are about, like, her other sport friends. Um, Like, you know, is it Ben? Ben, Ben, yeah. yeah. One of them is about Ben. I forget who the second book is about, but... Do you want to do the, um, synopsis? Yes, I have it right here. All right, so this is the synopsis for Roller Girl. Recently divorced Tina Durham is trying to be self-sufficient, but her personal training career is floundering, her closest friends are swept up in new relationships, and her washing machine has just flooded her kitchen. It's enough to make a girl cry. Instead, she calls a plumbing service, and Joanne, Joe Mama Dolario, comes to the rescue. Joe is sweet, funny, and good at fixing things. She also sees something special in Tina and invites her to try out for the roller derby team she coaches. Derby offers Tina an outlet for her frustrations, a chance to excel, and the female friendships she's never had before. As Tina starts to thrive at Derby, the tension between her and Joe cranks up. Despite their player-coach relationship, they give in to their mutual attraction. Sex and secret is hot, but Tina can't help but want more. With work still on the rocks and her relationship in the closet, Tina is forced to reevaluate her life. Can she be content with a secret lover or with being dependent on someone else again? It's time for Tina to tackle her fears both on and off the track. Awesome.
0: I feel like that description um it's hard to say in bodies but it's just part of what I loved about this book which is that I didn't know I was reading a book about a trans woman until a good way into it nothing about the book nothing about the description of the book had anything to do with being trans and we've already done an episode where um a trans man was one of the main characters and in that book it was Forefront like mm-hmm. that was a quintessential personality trait for um for that character and so it was really nice like without throwing judgment because I I know that that being trans in a society that doesn't widely accept trans people like that is always gonna play a big role in your identity but it's it it was really awesome to see it play less of a role in Tina's identity than it it, it did in um gosh I'm I'm blanking on the name of the character.
1: His the name was Ben. Yeah, of Ben.
0: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there's so many Ben's. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just really liked that, that it was there and it was an important part of her identity, but for her she had transitioned a few years ago and so it didn't play like a huge role like like joe mama didn't really care and the team wasn't didn't know like she had to be open about it with people for people to know
1: i totally agree and i feel like the ways that they did that the author reminded you she was trans were very subtle but like you like really good like Um, like, as an example, just when she went, when she was approached about joining this derby team, one of the first things she did ask was, like, are they, will they be, like, welcoming to me because I am trans, Mm
0: -hmm. which is just,
1: like, you know, something you wouldn't normally have to think about, and I just, and, like, another time, I remember her friend picked her up, while she was crying, and the first thing he said to her was, are you safe? Yeah. And that's just kind of, like, that was just such a subtle thing, but, like, something that you wouldn't necessarily ask your straight friend, you know? I mean, maybe you would, but I don't know. It's definitely safety and things like that are, I'm sure, more at the forefront for trans people when they're dating and things like that. So it was just like little subtle reminders like that that I thought were good.
0: I completely agree. But for the most part, when I was reading about Ben, I was really thinking about his experience as a trans person, but when I was reading about Tina, I would only occasionally think about the fact that she was trans, but mostly I was thinking of it as just like a woman's
1: experience. Yeah, it was, yeah, for sure, I like definitely, it was not at the forefront of her character for me. Yeah, not at all, and I think it just wasn't
0: at the forefront of her character in general, like for the author, or for anyone. Um, But so we picked this book, thinking it was going to be our first woman, like female, female book, Um, or which it is, it's our first female, female book. And I really have enjoyed exploring what makes women so great and what makes like being with a woman so unique and joe mama is just such a sexy character Mm -hmm. and like even right at the beginning there's this description of joe that's like um like joe comes in she's like the plumber fixing something for tina and she comes in and she has like dog biscuits in her, her jeans for, um, for Tina's dog named Elvis. And she was like, it's not that she's nice to dogs, but that she plans to be nice to dogs, (laughs) which
1: is just like such a sexy trait. I completely (laughs) agree. Uh, I loved Joe like immediately and which is nothing against Tina. I just feel like they, the author described Joe a lot more. In detail, at least up front at the beginning, so like I could picture her in my head a lot more easily than I could picture Tina right away.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like Tina is the one where whose shoes we're in. Like we're right like, going through the story in Tina's eyes, so she's seeing Joe, and so we get more of a picture of what Joe looks like. But yeah, exactly. she they just did a great job of making Joe like super sexy
1: in every way I love how (laughs) she would like talk about her raspy voice all the time that was like because I love I love that in a woman honestly like I love voices women's voices when you have like a, a like a noticeably particular kind of voice I think is very sexy I agree I was thinking of her as like a Kathleen Turner or
0: something like that nice (laughs) yeah there were so many good things joe was also like uh really into
1: toys and really into dirty talk oh my god both of which i love that was one of my favorite things which i definitely wanted to mention was like how much okay so there weren't there were like two sex scenes i think in this book yeah um which was as usual, not quite enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the sex scenes, I thought, were, like, so, so hot. And, like, there was so yeah. much build up to them, which did make it even hotter. And I just loved how Jo talked. Like, I loved all her dirty... Like, I don't think we've read a book so far that we've talked about on the podcast where, like, there was very much dirty talk or anything like that. I mean, a little yeah. bit, but... This was notable to me.
0: Yeah. Do you, can I ask, do you do dirty talk in your sex work?
1: Play, (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Yes, in my, yeah, my work with my husband. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say that that's, like, honestly a very huge part of my sex life. And it's, like very important to me Um, I need Mm -hmm. a lot of dirty talk like I I do some dirty talk but I definitely need to hear the dirty talk that's Mm -hmm. what I'm like really into I feel like we do some
0: dirty talk but what we more are both good at is like just general noises like there's some words, but there's a lot of like general moaning. But I I do love just like a just establishing who's boss in the room is yeah. is really nice. I feel like every time
1: I <laughs> every time I have sex, we like decide beforehand who's gonna be like what the power hierarchy is gonna be, because like we nice. like to switch it up so. <laughs> So we like to establish it beforehand. Um, But yeah, I would say my strong suit is probably noises over talking, but I like to hear the talk as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: like to be validated about what's going great as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me too. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I, I... I can't remember exactly, like, what kind of dirty talk she was doing in the book at this moment. You know, she said a lot of, like, like, oh, that's my good girl and stuff like that. And I liked that. (laughs) I like being told I'm a good girl.
0: (laughs) Me too. I also do. (laughs) Well, I actually picked a scene to read that I felt, like, really illustrated just the peak sexiness of joe are you ready for me to read it definitely okay Mm -hmm. i was like really excited when i picked the scene sometimes i don't know which scene i'm going to pick and i really like think about it for a minute but for this one i was like oh this is the scene i'm gonna pick Mm -hmm. Nice. okay we pull up in front of my house and she lets the van idle watching me as i fidget in my seat are you having second thoughts? I, I gestured to my house. I bought this place with Lisa. And for some reason I can't, and for some reason I can't really articulate now. It makes me feel bad and ashamed and so completely unsexy. And you don't want to bring a new lover into your old marriage bed. Joe nods. I get it. That isn't exactly it, but it is a part of it. It's more that It's full of reminders of all the ways I don't feel good enough to be with someone. I think there's two paths we can take here. She reaches across the console and takes my hand, lacing our fingers together. Because I think you're wonderful. I think you're thoughtful and funny and fearless and totally sexy. And I want you to feel good and I don't want you to feel anything that makes you feel bad. You with me so far? Yeah. She smiles then and brings the back of my hand to her lips. Okay. So option one, I go home. We had fun, but you aren't ready to take it further, and that's okay. I start to protest, but she squeezes my hand and I shut up and let her finish. Option two, I wait here in my car while you go inside and pack an overnight bag. You get Elvis and as much food as he needs for the weekend, and the two of you come to my house. I make you come at least one more time tonight, and then you cook me breakfast in the morning. A laugh, a little laugh bubbles out of me. I cook you breakfast? Yep, I have a waffle iron. She raises an eyebrow, just saying. And do I get to make you come too? If you like. Her grin spreads across her face. My place is a no bad feeling zone. Nothing but orgasms and waffles, I promise. How could I say no to that? I just feel like that's the sexiest thing of just like, it's... It's both being sexy and nurturing exactly what Tina is going through which is horniness but also
1: this trepidation that comes from her divorce. I completely agree and that's something that like I was con- like I was taking notes while I read this and I was always writing down like the communication between them is so dope like Joe is just the one of the things I wrote down was like during one of their or after one of their first like times together I think she oh Elvis gets under her bed and gets like tangled up in her strap on <laughs> so then that brings a, up a conversation about like would you want to play around with this strap on that Joe has and it like turns Tina on immediately even though that's something like she had never even considered before because she says, like, you know, before I transitioned, like, her body made her uncomfortable. And then after she transitioned, she always looked at dildos as, like, just dilators because that's what you use, like, after you have your bottom surgery, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was like, I've never looked at a dildo in a sexual way, but the idea of being penetrated by Joe turns her on. Yeah. And then what I loved about that was immediately Joe was like, what about that turns you on? And, like, she just opened up this conversation of, like, what do you want? Like, how do you like it? Why do you want it that way? Like, it just seemed like such a great blueprint for two people hooking up. (laughs) like everybody should talk that way in my opinion before you have sex like what about this turns you on like all of that stuff you know what I mean I just thought it was awesome and I'm not saying all women are like that but I feel like probably more women are good at talking that way yeah well I think that women have
0: a harder time like achieving literal orgasm with a new partner. And so I think the way to get there faster, and I don't want to like make sex sound like it's just a path to an orgasm. So I think that that's one part is that sex for women kind of has to be not just a path to an orgasm or else it's going to be kind of disappointing a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. but also that the path to the orgasm is, uh, tightened up faster if you know more about what you're working with because women are extremely unique i think every, all humans are very unique in what what helps them sexually uh achieve pleasure but i think women are extraordinarily unique mm-hmm. um oh that's wrong not extraordinary it is ordinary how unique yeah <laughs>
1: <all> women are <laughs> but we're all extraordinary
0: yeah well later in that scene i just i didn't want to talk about the whole scene but they also described joe's place like this which also just was like oh this is the sexiest place you could ever be just very short i get the impression of softness an artfully peeling antique dresser and creamy drapes a mountain of golden cushions piled on the bed it's pretty, somehow elegant and comfortable together. The kind of space to invite late nights and lazy mornings. Oh,
1: yes, I remember that specifically, and I loved it. Like, this book... Oh, I loved it. I just loved it. I, It made being a lesbian seem great to me.
0: <laughs> I think it just, especially that that description it just reminded me of what I love so much about women which is that I do feel like they're just that description reminded me of just being like enveloped in a down comforter and that's what I feel women are it's just like they're so soft and like It just is, like, a nice, comfortable place to be in the arms of a woman. You're not getting roughed up, and I love getting roughed up, but there's nothing like being embraced by just full
1: softness. I completely agree. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nowhere my husband wants to be more than just, like, nestled in my boobs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think that's true. I... Don't want to speak for all people, but I feel like most people wouldn't hate being wrapped up in boobs.
1: Even I mean, we're all probably wrapped up in boobs as children, so there literally is like an innate like comfort to it. (laughs) yeah exactly and just like yeah there's just like nothing bad about it I think you're like kidding yourself if you just don't think that boobs are beautiful and like yeah soft and comfy and just wonderful to touch
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I don't want to completely alienate people who just hate boobs but I've never met anyone who hates boobs
1: I know well like even like like I can think of conversations I've had with, like, my gay male friends where they've been like, well, obviously the female form is gorgeous. Like, there's nothing ugly about it.
0: That's right. (laughs) Though
1: maybe they feel, like, a little different about vaginas, but... Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also... I don't know if I had ever heard before this book, but um, when... Whenever Tina is talking about, maybe she's talking about being trans or I I think because there's like a lot of lesbians in the roller derby Mm -hmm. in her on her team. Um, So I think as far as we know, she's the only trans woman, but there's a lot of, you know, people on the spectrum of... LGBTQ, but she doesn't use LGBTQ, which I already knew was not completely inclusive. But the one that she uses is quilt bag. Oh yeah, I just like that. I I don't know. I won't define what every everything means in quilt bag, but I feel like it's more inclusive and sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds way more fun than saying LGBTQ. I a I'm not sure but <laughs> yeah I also liked in this book that like every time there was a term that you might not know I feel like most of the time they did explain it which was just nice for any sort of reader who's not like completely clued into that world yet Yeah
0: it it helps because you when you encounter someone who is off the beaten path that you personally know about it is tough to like make it make them explain to you because then that's just like their life is just them constantly explaining these minutiae differences that they have and so i think it's really great for a book to do that where Where hopefully you can gain this access without asking someone who is already being asked to explain their life differences all the time. Exactly. (laughs) Well,
1: and even in the book, there was one part where there's this one character, Lauren, who's like one of they say she's like the straightest woman on the team and she doesn't know a lot of (laughs) stuff. She's so sweet, but she doesn't know a lot of stuff that the other women just know and she asks Tina a bunch of questions like rapid fire and at some point and Tina's being like really nice and like explaining things but at some point she's like Google is your friend you know Lauren which I thought was like a good like she was still being totally friendly but it's like you can look this shit up yourself you can do your own learning and you don't have to just like put it on another person so I thought this book just did like a great job of balancing all of that. (laughs) Yeah. I feel
0: like this would be a great book to read if you do feel like you're uncomfortable in this space, like you're worried you're going to say the wrong thing or something. I feel like this would be a good book to kind of give you a good starting ground where you don't have to ask someone who is real and in front of you. You can just kind of read through this, this experience and, and maybe help. At least sort of understand why people have these preferences, yeah. Um, or or why it's just like you know, exhausting to endlessly explain yourself to, yeah, to people. I agree. Yeah. I did really love Lauren, though. As a
1: me too, as a character, Lorena Terror. She had a good yeah. name. I liked her name.
0: Yeah, me too. And it was nice because it was like she i feel like she had maybe a boyfriend or a husband who they like had to involve because he was getting too jealous of all the fun she was having
1: yeah it oh my gosh yeah i was like really ready to hate him and then luckily by the end of the book they make him he's like learning how to be a referee for roller derby and then like he can participate too which of course isn't like you know if she wanted it to be her own thing then that would be fine but it was nice that like he could participate in some way cuz he obviously just missed her i think
0: yeah i i completely agree with that 100% if she was not into him being there then i would like to see that they were able to work that out but it was nice that um, it didn't have to be that way, that it didn't just have to be.
1: There were, like, a lot of really heartwarming subplots in this book, I think. Yeah. Like, I actually think that, like, oh, after I read this book, I just, like, cried. Because oh, <laughs> it yeah. basically ends with that part where she's at her first bout, Tina's at her first bout, and, like, that little... um. That little boy Thomas comes up to her and, like, he's kind of exploring. Like, I think he's probably trans, but, like, he's calling himself non-binary right now because he's not, like, comfortable using boy words yet. I'm, like, getting emotional right now just thinking about it. But it was, like, so cute because, like, he was so inspired by her being, like, an out-trans athlete. Um, Yeah. And then, like by the end of the book they start the, day cam- the derby camp for kids and yeah. it's very inclusive and like just all of that it just like warmed my heart and I just like bawled at the end of the book and I think that like these days that like emotional release is like just as useful to me as like the like sexy aspects of the books. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like a full, cathartic, emotional experience for me to read one of these books. Like, I just love it.
0: I completely agree. I think that, that so much of what we absorb is in the news, and the news is only capturing, like, events and, like, drama in general. And so to be able to read about someone who has, has gone through transition and is now like in a happy place with her life and is able to give back in a way that is going to make, uh, other kids and in her or similar positions, um, be more welcomed and comfortable in this world, like that's just not a story that you get to hear very often and and you need kind of this long form to do it anyway you need like to know her and just know how like it's unfortunate that we that you can't just assume that this is how life is going to go for a trans person today and i hope that we just live in a world where it feels like this book where like yeah, she's trans, and it's one part of so many parts of her, and, like, let's just talk about her story, and
1: what, and, and, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Like, I think that what I even need and expect from romance novels is, like, developing over time, Yeah, which is just kind of neat, because like definitely when we started this whole thing, I was 100 percent about the sex scenes. And like I was kind of skipping through a lot of the parts in between (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to get to the sex scenes faster. Uh Um, But like I did not do that with this book at all. I absolutely loved it. And I feel like the entire emotional arc was really important to me, too. I agree. But also the sex scenes were hot. They were
0: really I, hot. I, I love I them. I really dug them. Yeah. I really thought there was a good um, kind of emphasis on uh, a little more public stuff, you know? Yeah. like Like in the parking lot and <laughs> yeah. in the like ice rink when everybody is ostensibly gone. Um, I kind of like that that kind of stuff gets me a little excited. <gasps> Who's going to walk in? <laughs> and then later, jack off to what they saw. <laughs> I just love a chain of uh, masturbation. Uh, I agree. I agree. <gasps> I think that's called
1: something, like a circle jerk. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I loved, like, so much about the sex scenes was that, like, joe had such openness all the time and it was one of the things that like tina mentioned was like i think she goes down on her and she's like one of the hottest things about it is how joe is like writhing and thrashing on the mattress like without any self-consciousness and i thought that was really hot and then i loved like at some point tina mentions like she's feeling kind of like not confident she's talking about another girl on the team who is really confident and she's like i know confidence is really sexy and joe is like do you know what else is really sexy like being vulnerable and trusting and open and i just absolutely loved that because i was like not everybody is this super confident like sex pot but there are so many other things that are really sexy beyond that you know oh I'm so glad you highlighted that
0: because yeah I hope that it's not I really associated a lot of those traits with the fact that Joe is a woman and I'm I'm gonna be really excited to go through other female female books and see if those same attributes are as big of a of an element um, in the other female female books that we have um i do have a list of all of the names of the all the roller derby names that i found do you want me to list them yeah
1: i only wrote down my two favorites (laughs) what were your two favorites la reina terror I liked yeah. that, and Bexecutioner I thought was cool. Oh yes, I really loved that too. Especially because her name is Rebecca, so it like really goes went with her name yeah. too. And she yeah. sounded really cool. I wish there was a book about Be- uh, Rebecca, like because I would yeah, definitely read she it. She did seem cool. <laughs> well,
0: let's just write to Vanessa North. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I have Paula Fast one. She was like the really cool ex girlfriend of Joe Mama. Yeah. Um, though, oh yeah, like Paula Fast one. Paula Fast one. Her first name wasn't Paula it though, was Chloe. so I was like, mm, yeah. Um, Stella Biretta, That
1: wasn't one of my top faves, frankly. No, me neither. I think that, yeah, she didn't try hard enough. A little bit, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Stella Biretta. <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue the way some of the other ones do. Agreed. Um, Katie Kamikaze. I like that.
0: Feels real. Um, Mandy Mayhem. Sure. Nice. I think that's fine. Uh, Winona Spider. I like that. <laughs> and Jenny from the Glock. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I just think in general, all sports should have, you should make up your own name or that people in general, people should just make up their own name. My dad goes by a different name than his given name. And he has for my whole life. And like a lot of people or several people I know through him do that. And I just think like, hell yeah, just. Be whoever you wanna be. We don't need to be like tied to these names. I I happen to really like the name Blythe, but
1: I know. I I actually like really feel like a Claire personally. Yeah. So I don't even feel like I would probably change my name, but I think that everyone should feel free to. If you don't especially if you don't feel like your name. Well, if I do change my name, it's probably gonna be to blow you to (laughs) this. I love that, and I fully support it. (laughs) Thank you. Well, um, I feel like the only thing
0: about this book that, like, I definitely don't want to overly emphasize this because I I loved this book, but I feel like because the stakes were very low— The stakes ended up being kind of like girl drama and I was like a little bit bummed about that. Like I just sort of wished that it wasn't about drama even though like in my anecdotal experience being in a group of all girls does kind of (laughs) cause drama and it also can be really fun and pleasurable for the women involved anyway. But I just kind of was like, uh, ladies, we're getting a little annoying here.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I felt like, yeah, it was only a little bit annoying to me because I was just like, it seems really unnecessary. Like, if you would just be upfront about it, I feel like it would be fine. Whereas keeping a secret, the longer you do that, the worse it's obviously going to be. Because I think it's more the secret that really, like, I know Stella didn't want Joe to hook up with other people on the team because that's what happened with Paula fast one. Mm -hmm. And she was one of the best players in the league. And then they had to Mm -hmm. like, then Joe quit that team. But I feel like, like Stella was dating someone on the team. So (laughs) it just seemed pretty unreasonable of her, even though, It's not like it happened one time with Joe. That doesn't mean it's a pattern. I agree. But I am, even though I was the one who
0: brought this up, I'm also equally glad that it wasn't something like more dramatic. And I'm definitely glad that it wasn't something to do with, with the fact that Tina was trans. Like, I'm really glad that like all of the, the drama and emotional heartache really that was to do with being trans was not in this book. It was something she had already kind of overcome and had a support network and everything. And so I'm glad that like the drama was, or I'm glad that, that I didn't have to like be upset on behalf of tina really like it was just a a nothing
1: well and honestly like the drama was so low-key when all was said and done like there was so little to it which was fine with me like i was i didn't mind that it was just like one or two anxious conversations and then like things get resolved (laughs) i was happy with that and i feel like the like the bigger culmination of the book was Tina going on the news to do this interview about being uh, like I guess about being an out trans roller derby athlete and having been a professional athlete before um, that was more the culmination of her journey was like deciding to do this interview because she thought that it might help other like trans kids um I feel like that was, like, the biggest conflict was just her deciding whether or not to do that interview, and then she did it, and then it was just, like, this wonderful emotional payoff, which I loved. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think this was a a
0: tremendous book, and I just got a lot out of it in a lot of different levels, and only
1: one of them was um, just getting turned on. I agree, (laughs) though I will say that, like, I read a lot of this book yesterday and it was very wonderful for me and then i had like some really really great sex that night which i have not had in a while because i've just been like very stressed out lately so it still Mm -hmm. definitely did the trick like every which way for me (laughs) yeah me too honestly
0: and i wasn't sure i wasn't a thousand percent sure that I was going to really feel it with a female-female one. But now I'm, like, really looking forward to our
1: next foray into uh, some... Me too. Me too. This book, like, really convinced me. I read, I think, one other female-female romance before this. But it was much shorter, and it only had one sex scene, I think. So Mm. it didn't give me, like, quite as much of an idea of, like, how I really reacted to it, whereas this book I was, like, all in, and I loved it, and I'm, like, very stoked to read more female-female, like, and more of just every kind. Me too. I'm just excited, really,
0: that it really did do stuff for me so that we can always be reading. I just, it's clear to me now that the gender of the people or the sex of the people we're reading about really doesn't matter as much as how horny those people are yes it's
1: all about like the tension and the build-up for me and then just like yeah. obviously the sex scenes themselves have to be really hot but yeah
0: this is yeah. great <laughs> yeah well is there anything else that we want to talk about with this book
1: let me think um I don't know. I don't think so. I do just want to say again that like I just loved Tina's whole emotional arc and that it ended with them having this like derby camp for the for kids. Like I thought that was just so cute and so sweet (laughs) and just like and I loved Tina as a character. Like she you could tell from the very beginning Like, there's just this, like, as soon as she starts showing up to the derby practices, she immediately becomes, like, this support system for Lauren, who's, like, still trying to get on the team. And you can just see from the very beginning, like, how incredibly kind Tina is. Yeah. And I just loved that. I just loved Tina. She was, like, such a kind person. Yeah. And she
0: also had, like, a a support network like she had uh ben and ben's uh boyfriend or maybe husband and like she she had people to turn to so i just i just felt like really comfortable living in in tina's world and just excited about the possibilities of what comes next for for tina um yeah yeah a great character and great moment in a character's life to
1: talk about yeah Oh, yeah. The more I talk about it, the more I like it. And I already loved it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, if there is nothing more to talk about for this book, I do want to say, I know we don't say this in all of our podcasts, but... We really are loving all of the engagement, uh, that we've been getting with all of our listeners, um, yes. both in our social media and our, our email. And so, uh, we just want to encourage you to keep, uh, contacting us in all of the many ways you can contact us through,
1: um, Twitter and, and email. And not all of those tw- things are always in the show notes. Yep, um, exactly. but yeah, I love that. Like we haven't given really any direction, to our listeners of what we want to hear from them and yet I've gotten like so many fascinating I've had really fascinating conversations with people that have been prompted just by them emailing us or contacting us through our social media it's been like very very rewarding for me that's the exact adjective I was
0: going to use is rewarding. It's been awesome. So please contact us if you feel at all inclined about whatever, anything that, um, that our podcast has sparked for you. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Um, cause it's really rewarding for us. Yeah. All right. Well, folks go forth and masturbate.